Like I've said to you guys from the beginning, uh, we're just controlling what we can control. I understand that this is a process, and I'll continue to make decisions uh, with the information that I have. Tonight, you'll find out how the Browns are prepping for the season at team headquarters in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Welcome into the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry getting you ready for the Browns preseason opener Friday night in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. And Gerard, there's obviously the big story out there. Deshaun Watson set to start on Friday night. We'll talk about that in just a second, but let's go back to training camp and what you've observed so far from this Cleveland Browns football team? Well, what I've observed so far, Nathan, which is definitely a break from the bad years is what I like to call it, is that you have energy. You have guys out there executing. You don't have half the team on stationary bikes going through club or tour (laughs) Berea. So that right there is a start for the positive. Another part that I see is just guys being coached up and just – being instructed on how to play the game at a higher level and just seeing the methodology in which the coaches employed to get these guys to play better brand of football has been impressive as well. But I like the energy I see. I like the execution. But in fairness, I will have to say this, the defense, which should be the case in this stage of the season, has been more dominant, has made their presence more felt, in my opinion, versus the offense. And it's a defense that I think the Browns are going to count on in in many ways to carry this football team, as they did really in the second half of last year. And had the offense been able to muster 20 points a game, the Browns probably make the playoffs. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do that. And hence, we get the overhaul with the offense and the passing game and Deshaun. And so one other question I had for you is something that I've been out there every day. You've been out there every day. It feels like if you didn't know what was going on with Deshaun Watson, just showed up at a Browns training camp. It feels very normal, which is incredible to me, not only from the standpoint that Deshaun is the most imp- plays the most important position. Right. You don't know how long you're going to have him, but he's even looked good. Yet a year off, he's got to be – this has to be affecting him as well, dealing with everything that's going on off the field. And yet if you had no clue anything was going on at the Browns, it feels like a pretty normal, pretty happy, as you said, energetic and crisp training camp. Exactly, and I think – one of the things that you have to have the ability to do if you're going to play on a professional level, especially with the game of football, the ability to compartmentalize, sure. especially during training camp. Because one day, a guy who's next to you could be gone or he could be here for the remainder of the season. You never know. So that already prepares you, and guys have gone through this who have been in the league, what that feels like. So you already have the ability to just say, you know what, let me concentrate on the job at hand, focus on that, get that done. But I'm pretty sure when Deshaun Watson leaves out of the facility, yeah, these things pop up in his mind as well as his teammates' minds because you have to be saying to yourself, man, this is a season of promise with him on the football field, but you can't let that distract you. You have to get in the mindset of, you know what, what if he were to go down? What if he were to get injured? Then what will we do? We can't fall apart and collapse there either. So that's the mindset that you take on as a football player. So I think that's one of the reasons why you see guys still going out there not – Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Woe is me. 
and playing that victimhood card because they could play that, but what good is that going to do you? You're not in a place to do that. No one in the National Football League is going to feel sorry for us. No. And they recognize that, and I'm pretty sure that's the message that Coach Stefanski is giving to the guys. I think you're exactly right about that. And so it's a team that is incredibly talented. We know that. It's a team that has real aspirations. And I think if you said we had Deshaun Watson for a full season, it's a team in the Super Bowl conversation. But there is a lot of confidence in Jacoby Brissett as well, a veteran who has been around the league, started with the same team that you played for, the New England Patriots. Uh, He went through the deflate gate, Mm -hmm. packed up Jimmy Garoppolo at the beginning of that season, and then he goes to Indianapolis. He ends up starting when Andrew Luck retires, and then Phillip Rivers comes in. He loses his job, ends up playing more after that. He's still good friends with Phillip Rivers. So he's a guy that I think is ready for it. And how important is it to have somebody that has been in the league, that has been successful, you know, in his years as the starter, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And while their record wasn't great, you drop a quarterback in on this football team, who has a better than two to one touchdown to interception ratio and can extend drives? We're going to win a lot of games, right? And if you dropped him into our squad last year, we're in the playoffs. And who right. knows what damage we do? And I'm I'm banking on that. And at the same time, as a player and being a member of a team, the one thing you want to always have and feel that you have is competent quarterback play. Because if you have that, you know you have a chance in the football game. Now, if you're just throwing a guy out there who you know can't ball, can't get the job done, and just pretty much playing a dress rehearsal role because he has QB attached to his name, good luck winning that game because you're already defeated when you walk on the football field. But when you feel you have a guy that can at least complete a pass or two in clutch situations, you're not asking him to be the next Joe Montana or Tom Brady, but just to simply be average, you can live with that. Sure. And you're okay with that because then that gives you the opportunity as a team to do what? Rally around your guy. And if you like that guy and if you respect that guy, the team can do things that they weren't expected to do simply put because they have a call. They have a mission. They have a desire to prove themselves beyond the idea of what the pundits and everyone else who have a negative thought and view on this team may be saying. Well, I think there's going to be something to that, right, that whatever ends up happening ultimately with Deshaun Watson, there will be, if the suspension is increased, there will be a lot of people who I think write this Browns team off. For sure. And who say they're Please done, do. they're do. toast. I think that can be a very galvanizing thing mm-hmm. for this team. And like we said, Jacoby Brissett is a very competent quarterback who's going to take care of the football. And you talk to Kevin Stefanski about him. And that's what he loves about him. His decision-making, he thinks, is excellent. And he is somebody that will not lose you games through his decision-making or his play. Right. And when you have a roster like the Browns do, when you've got a Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt to carry the load, you've got that great offensive line and Amari Cooper and then the defense with Garrett and Clowney and this incredible back end, which I want to talk about with you in a second, That's that can be winning football. And that's a, a, a method that a lot of teams use in this league. The idea of... Now, granted, there have been some, what I'm about to say, there have been some hits to it of recent with Grant going out and being hurt. That affects what I'm about to say to a degree. But guys are just going to have to step up. But there's nothing wrong with playing ball control, great defense, field position, football. It still wins games. Not every game has to be a blowout or 30, 40 points scored. Now, granted, you'd rather have that on the offensive side of the ball taking place for you. But if we go into a state where we're over utilizing Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Ernest, as well as Ford and who else may be in backfield, could be even Felton. I have no issue or problem with that if we're beating teams 21 to 17 or 13. No issues with that because at the end of the day, it's about winning. So if we have to slow it down and if we have to muck it up in order to get the job done and play old school field position football and not please people with fancy football numbers, 
Sure. I have no issue with that. And something tells me, Nathan, that's more than likely going to be the case for our football team and how we go about playing it. And that brand of football calls for toughness. It calls for you to just really understand that, hey, it's down to the wire. We can't check out. We have to have these gut check moments and understand that, hey, with what we're working with right now, this is how we're going to get the job done. And this team has the people in place to do, get that part of the job done. Again, having Grant go down with Achilles, that hurts the dynamic of it because he also represents an opportunity to flip the field. Sure. But we still have other guys that can fill the void. Yeah, talking, of course, about Jakeem Grant, the Browns, punt returner, kick returner, extraordinaire, all-pro, pro bowler, who went down on Tuesday with ah, that Achilles. And, and, and that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that will affect this football team. Last year, you know, the return game was it was adequate, but you were looking for somebody in these tight kind of games that could right. provide a spark and create perhaps create a play that wins a game for you and changes a game for you. Coming up on the show, it is the Kevin Stefanski Show. We will hear from Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. We'll also talk with Browns tight end Harrison Bryan, who I think is looking to take a big step forward, more opportunities for him in year number three. But, Gerard, let's turn our attention right now to Friday night and mm-hmm. preseason game one. We'll start with Deshaun Watson. What do you hope to see from the Browns quarterback? When he steps on the football field, I just hope to see that leadership and that command and the things that he's done in the past that makes him special and makes him a sought-after commodity, why we invested so much in him. And if you see that, that's going to, one, serve as can't wait to the future and we have figure out his fate and what's going to take place. But it also could be a detractor in the sense that, man, just imagine if he is with us and dealing with those concepts because I believe that if he goes out, to, goes out there and have a good showing, we're going to have to wrestle with that. As a team, as a fan base. He's going to have a good showing. Yeah, and, and that's the thing where it's like it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. But obviously I want to see him have some success and just get comfortable playing the game in which he's been blessed and privileged to play and have an opportunity just to just go out there and show his skill set because I do believe he's fired up. He's ready to show the world what, what we've been missing. Yeah, and he's and again. He was brought in so that we were talking about ball control and all of those mm-hmm. things that you have to do when you don't have the guy. And there are only a handful of the the guys in right. the NFL. And that's why the Browns went out to get Deshaun Watson, a guy that you could say, all right, we're going to throw it. You know we're going to throw it, and you're not going to stop us anyway. Right. And and that's what it feels like the trend in the NFL is. If you look at the teams that are being very successful, that's what they can do. You just watched the playoffs last year. You got Mahomes, Allen, Burrow throwing right. it all over the yard. Right. Herbert doesn't even make the playoffs, and everybody thinks the Chargers are going to be there this year. It's right. a loaded roster. Mm-hmm. And then in the NFC, now the 49ers did it a little more like we would hope to do it. Right. Which shows you can do it. You can do it, but they came up short. Just by a pass. And <laughs> they came up short against the Chiefs a couple of years ago, yeah. but we're certainly there. But kind of the way the Rams felt. We were short. We need to get a quarterback, get Matt Stafford, boom, you get right. a Super Bowl. That's what the Browns hope to have with Deshaun Watson. When that will be, obviously, is a question mark. And I'm glad you brought the 49ers up because if Jimmy Garoppolo completes that pass, I mean, I felt they should have beat the Rams in that game. Yeah. I don't know who all can remember it, but they dominated the game for the most part and then kind of collapsed at the end. And Cooper Cup, to his credit, did his what he does. Hence why he probably should have been the MVP. But with that being said, if you're looking for a way in which we could play old school football, see what the 49ers have done. So this is not something that's archaic. It can still take place sure. in this day and age of you getting a lot of production and being highly successful and almost making it to the Super Bowl. And being a great defense, and that's something this Browns team can do. What are one of the position groups you're going to have your eyes on uh, on Friday night? I can make it really simple for you. It's going to be the defensive tackles, and it's going to be the young wide receivers. Cooper, I'm not worried about. He's been here and done that. But the young guns, the Schwartz, Schwartz, Bell, Woods, if he can play, 
and whoever else is involved that's not a, a seasoned veteran, I'm watching you. And really, watching it's just Amari and we count down than people's Jones is that. Right, and, and I'm actually watching him as well because, yeah. uh, again, he's going to have to emerge. Sure. So that's, for me, really the simple thing is watching those guys and seeing the progress they're making because when it hits week one against the Panthers, I need those guys rolling, ready to make plays when they can, and I'm already trusting the running game is solid. So we're good to go there, but I'm feeling that we'll get that. But that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, and I like that we're going to get good work, I think. Certainly defensive tackles, That's we'll see how that goes. You're going against, you know, a rookie center from the Jacksonville Jaguars. But in terms of, you know, our receivers, this is a good secondary of the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. They brought in Darius Williams from the Super Bowl champion Rams. You've seen their roster. It's a good roster. they got about 20 corners and 30 receivers in their camp. They have a lot of re- – I was doing the notes on the receivers. I'm like, oh, my God, when will it stop? But I'm going to flip it around real quickly uh-huh. on the defensive side. I think we're going to get – our secondary is going to get some good work, and especially mm-hmm. our young guys, you know, MJ Emerson, A.J. Green. Can't I don't know if we'll see, see Greg right. Newsom as well. But mm-hmm. you think about a team that's going to go Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, right. Zay Jones, LaVisca Chenault with Trevor Lawrence throwing right. the football. This would be a good matchup for our defense. Right, and throw Ingram in there as well for right. what they want to do Move the tight end for spot. So, yeah, it's, it'll be great work for us. And I am really excited about our DB room. I've, I've been very impressed of what I've seen Brandon do as a DB coach with these guys and how well they, they are prepared because they have dominated practices. i got to be real with you. They have done a great job of being the main focal point when I watch the defense and what they've been able to accomplish. Oh, you're exactly right. Brandon Lynch does a great job with our corners. Jeff Howard with the safeties and overall seeing all the DBs. That's a room that's loaded talent, and I know they're excited to see some of their young guys get out there and make some plays tomorrow. When we come back, we will talk with the head coach of your Cleveland Browns. This is the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. I feel like I have people in the building that can tell me the truth. And I think that's really important because I don't want this to be a place where I don't get the truth from our guys. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. And we are joined now by the man for whom this show is named, the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. Coach we're getting to play some football, finally. The 2022 Cleveland Browns will make their debut tomorrow night down in Jacksonville. When you go into a preseason game like this, what are your goals? Yeah, it's always about operation, really. And the nice part is it's an extension of training camp. So we really harp on having a clean practice and making sure that we have 11 in the huddle and, and playing clean with our technique and those type of things. And you hope that when the lights are on and, and you're playing in a game and there's a other jerseys across from you, you hope that that stays true to what you've been doing up there in Berea. So it's really an extension of our work, uh, and that's what I'm hoping to see. All right, we know Deshaun Watson will play tomorrow night and some of the starters on both sides of the football, with Deshaun in particular. Let's just start. What have you seen with him since he's come into this building and, and you've gotten to get him out on the field through this training camp? Yeah, he's worked very, very hard. He's, uh, you know, learning a new system is not easy. So he's certainly put in the work. He's put in the work with the coaches. He's put the work in uh, outside of this building to just make sure that he's ready to go. It's been impressive to watch uh, his work ethic. And then on the field, he's he's really uh, showed uh, the players, his teammates, you know, what he can do, uh, run game, pass game, you name it. I think you see uh, a pretty special talent. For me, the thing that has kind of stood out the most is talking to the guys on defense. And they say, well, sometimes I think I have perfect coverage, and he gets the ball in there anyway. As a play caller, when you have somebody that can make everything right, how helpful is that? 
Well, I think what Deshaun does, what those veteran quarterbacks do, is especially when you're going against a defense uh, in practice, and I should mention they're not allowed to hit them, so it's, it allows you as a quarterback to uh, try different things. But he really works hard on his vision uh, his because a lot of times on defense you're preaching to the guys, hey, QB vision, where where is the quarterback looking, and that allows you to move in your zone. So Deshaun really works hard in a lot of those drills to move the defense with his eyes. So that's oftentimes what you see is he's going to look aggressive right to throw left and fit the ball into a tight window or look left. And, and it's really a cat-and-mouse game that he's playing oftentimes with the linebackers and, and the safeties. And by the way, very good linebackers and safeties, so he's getting excellent work out there. What are your goals for him in particular in this game? Would you like to see him get a nice long drive, get in the end zone, get out of there? What are you hoping for? Yeah, honestly, it goes right back to that operation word. Yeah. Uh, want to really get used to our program, get used to our pregame and, and getting out there on the first play and, and huddling up and getting in out of in and out of run checks, uh, running the show, uh, coming back off after hopefully a successful drive, sitting down on the bench, making corrections, all the things that go with operation when you're talking about a, a new team, new players, new teammates, new coaches, new scheme, new play caller, all those things. All right, so we know that's for Deshaun. We know what you want to see out of your out of the starters and the guys that you know are going to be a part of this football team and, and obviously staying healthy, but having good operation, going out there, handling their business. There is, however, or there's a large group of guys on this team that are fighting to try to make this roster or to put great stuff out there on tape and you have young guys that you've seen it out here okay well what does it look like in a game those guys what's your message to players like that just starting at that spot yeah i mean the tape is your resume and i think that's what the exciting part for our guys is they're going to get out there uh, on tv under the lights uh, and we get three of these so we're evaluating them nonstop. We evaluate how they do in our meeting room. We evaluate them on our practice field. So obviously this is a part of that evaluation, but the rest of the NFL world's watching too. And when you're talking about a roster that's 90 is going to get cut down to 53, you're going to end up releasing a lot of players that you like. Uh, so for those players, ultimately we want them to put great tape on, on the on the field. We want, we want them to put that out there, uh, knowing we can't keep everybody, but we want everybody to give a good accounting of who they are, and that's really what the goal is with these three games. Any guys on offense that you're particularly excited to see if what you've seen at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus translates to a game? Yeah, I wouldn't single anybody out except to say uh, those rookies, it's the first time you get to see them in a game. And I think with the rookie class, they're working very, very hard. They're making mistakes. They're making we're making corrections. Those type of things. So, really, now is the time for that natural progression to game one. And now it's the time to take it from the meeting room. You took it to the practice field. Can you take it to the game field? Uh, see how those guys handle that. Uh, really see how we tackle, and, and that's a big part of this too. Defensively is is how we track the runner, and then how we. Uh, you know, bring the runner to the ground, whether it's one person, two people, three people. So excited to evaluate that part of it as well. When you think about the rookies and, and guys who have opportunities, let's just talk about the receiver room for a second. Amari won't play. So you've got Donovan. First look at David Bell. We know Schwartz is kind of a guy that we're hoping takes that big leap. How important is this game for maybe your overall comfort with a room that besides Amari and Donovan is, is largely unproven? Yeah, I wouldn't overstate this game, this one game, but I do think it's As a building block. Yeah, so. I think it's a it's a all encompassing view of this uh, position in particular, and I think I would go back to that off season program. I'd go to the work we've done to date. Uh, so we're trying to put it all together, and and I think I see guys making strides. I see 
young players playing different positions. We're trying guys in different spots, and and ultimately, you know, you mentioned Amari, who's a veteran and has done it at a high level. But we're excited about the rest of that room. We're excited about the tools that the rest of the guys bring to that room. All right, let's go kind of just into that running back room. Jerome Ford, I feel like, has kind of popped out here at camp. Are you excited in this kind of a game? You know what you got in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and it's great. But Jernis was great when you needed him last year. Do many teams get to go into a preseason game with a, a D-Ernest, a, a Jerome Ford, and, and John Kelly, who looks darn good as well? Yeah, I think we're really excited to see those runners. You know, you mentioned Jerome, a, a rookie that, that we uh, are, are really pleased with how he's done to date. Again, you go to training camp and you're out there in the practices at Berea, we're not tackling the guys to the ground. I mean, it's a physical practice, but we're not taking our own guys sure. to the ground. So all those plays that you say, hey, maybe he would have made that guy miss, now you get to see it. Does he make a miss? Does he fall forward? Does he have a forward lean? Do they do they have great ball security in, in these moments? So I, I think those are the type of things that you're looking forward to uh under the lights. Let's flip it around defensively. We've heard Doug Peterson say you will see Trevor Lawrence. We'll see Etienne hold his <laughs> debut. That's good work, right? And this is a team not only on that side, but you flip it around. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker getting after your tackles. You're going to be able to get some pretty good work here for a first preseason game. Without a doubt. And I think that's, again, you work real hard against each other. And, and you know, Jed Wills gets to see Miles Garrett all day. Uh, now's the time, though, where you should go see a different body type and, and you do a little bit of uh, studying at, at who these guys are and what kind of moves they have. But now's the time where you get out there and maybe you don't know exactly what tools that rusher has. So you stay true to your techniques. Uh, you know, you're, you're a DB, you're covering the wide receiver, you're, you're gaining information as he's coming off the ball and, and making a determination on, on how tight you have to play him and who's, who you're going to play off, who you can get your hands on. So it, it's a challenge because you don't do a ton of pre-work sure. on these guys. But it goes back to, hey, fundamentals and techniques, and that's what we're looking forward to seeing if they show up. All right, this has nothing to do with the game, but as a head coach, I'm curious how you approach the situation. I think it was a couple couple practices ago, there was a one-on-ones at the end, and it felt like there was one rep, and Travell Harris ended up making a catch. Everybody on the D had to do push-ups. You joined the D, but you represent the O and the D. Were you in a no-win position where you were going to be doing push-ups no matter what happened on that play? Yeah, that's right. I, when, we do, <laughs> when we say this is for push-ups, I know I'm losing. I'm on the losing end no matter what. Uh, but that's a Coach O'Shea thing. You know, anytime you're doing those one-on-ones, the last rep has to be for push-ups. I love that. And nice catch from your little undraft free agent there, Mr. Harris. There, a guy we'll see in this game. Uh, when you think about, you talked about the young corners, AJ, MJ, the two that will probably get a lot of work. AJ played great for us last year. MJ's off to a good start. What do you like about those guys and the fact that that's depth and quality depth? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a deep room. There's, those guys are pushing each other. They're... Uh, they're practicing really, really hard. Uh, I like those guys. I like that room. I, those guys are very much about the work. You see them constantly working with their coaches. Uh, they're diligent in, in their preparation. MJ's a guy, as you know, when we first drafted him, we're excited about his size and his length and his physicality. So, again, not to be to be a broken record here, but I can't wait to see him up close and personal with again against some receivers that are different than our guys and see what if what we're seeing in Berea shows up in the game. I have a pretty good idea what will show up, but he's a uh, he's done a really really nice job. And AJ, uh, it feels like he's been here forever, and he's every opportunity he's had, he's he's done a nice job. So 
we've been doing different things with AJ uh, throughout this off season and, and seeing if he can take it to the game. This is the joy for the players. This is why all the work's been put in. And for coaches, you're not getting into the game planning with, that you will in the season. But nonetheless, this is a time to come together and do something as a team. And I know you did something building that camaraderie. What are you hoping to get from bringing this team together prior to that game? Yeah, just trying to be intentional uh, about opportunities to come together. And I think uh, we all have lived in a, a world where you didn't have these type of opportunities. So now that things are, quote, unquote, back to normal, when we go on a trip, we just felt like week one was the right time to to do, do some things together. And you know, it doesn't it can be anything uh, really throughout the season. But anytime you're breaking bread with your teammates, uh, I think you're building uh, that trust in each other. And I think that's a big part of this. Well, it's great to get to be in the room with you as well. Good luck tomorrow night, Coach, and thanks for the time. Great. Thanks, Nathan. When we return, we'll hear from Brown's third-year tight end, Harrison Bryant, on the Kevin Stefanski Show, all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Hey, this is Kareem Hunt. Hi, Browns fans. This is head coach Kevin Stefanski. This is Joel Batonio, and you're listening to the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. University Hospitals is your hometown medical team and official health care provider of the Cleveland Browns. Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Very happy now to be joined by Browns tight end Harrison. Brian, Harrison, year three. Can you believe they'd enter in your third year here now in the National Football League with the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, it's been a... a some days feel like it's a short amount of time. Some days feel like a long amount of time. But I'm just, you know, glad to still be here and be on this team and just helping the team win in whatever way I can. Third year, yet this is your first normal training camp. What's the biggest difference that you've noticed, whether it's for you personally or the way that the team is bonding or interacting and the fans and all of that compared to the other two, one where you really didn't even have a training camp really at all, and then last year, which is kind of a hybrid? Yeah, it's been a lot different. Um, not really in terms of football but more in terms of just being able to bond with the guys, uh, be out here in front of the fans most of the days of practice, which is obviously really cool, and it brings a lot of energy because you know how training camp is. Some days it's, it's tough, but when the fans are out here, it's always good to you know hear the noise and, and bring some extra energy to practice. What is it like to already be like the second most experienced tight end in the room, and now you're a guy that I'm sure a lot of the young guys are looking up to, you and the Chief kind of is that one-two combination? Yeah, it's... Um, you know, it's, it's went by fast, but, uh, you know, we got a lot of guys in our room that are, are really young and don't have that much experience. So, uh, you know, in our room, we're all really tight. So every day we're all learning from each other, whether that's the young guys trying to put some stuff in that they've done before, or me and Dave and, and trying to tell them some stuff. But, I mean, we got a great bond in there so far, and I think it's only going to grow from now. How excited are you for this season, knowing that your time is coming? You are going to have a bigger role than in years past, and I've noticed you've been flexed out, it feels like, more, at least to my eye. What are you liking about that and, and this opportunity? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm obviously extremely excited for this year. Um, you know, really, whatever opportunities come, um, you, you know, in training camp, you're not really sure the game, like, there's no game plans in or anything, but, uh, you know, right now I'm just really focused on making the most of the opportunities that are presented to me in training camp. So, you know, build that trust with not only the quarterbacks, but Coach Stefanski and Coach um, AVP, the play callers. Um, I believe that I had a lot of success in college because I had a lot of the, tr the coaches had a lot of trust in me, which, you know, gets you a lot more opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. 
It feels like you already have great chemistry with Deshaun. We'll talk about Jacoby in a second. But it feels like you guys are on the same page. Go back to that two-minute drill. Boom, he finds you. Some of your jerk routes where you're embarrassing people out there, boom, he's able to find you on those. What's that chemistry been like and how, you know, the trust. You mentioned the coaches. You need the quarterback to trust you. Okay, here's a big situation. I know Harrison's going to get open, and when I throw it, he's going to catch it. Yeah, obviously that's a huge thing. Um, but I feel, like you said, uh, with Deshaun and Jacoby, they're both, like, if you, like, if they, if you do something that they don't, like on the route, they're, they're going to come to you and tell you and tell you what they want, which is which is huge for us because sometimes like you run and you don't really know how you did, but they'll come over and say, "Hey, I need you to do this," and you know once once you do that, you're in the right spot and they're you're on the same page. So it's been good so far. What are the biggest differences? Are there or there are there differences in how they want maybe you to do things? Because it is a personal preference for a quarterback the way they see it. Because you need to see things through their eyes, right? And we know that we don't know what's going to happen, but we know that. You're probably going to catch pass from Deshaun this year. You're probably going to catch pass from Jacoby this year. Uh, as, as a pass catcher, you know, you, you hear a lot of different things, whether that's from coaches, whether that's from, you know, just watching film. But at the end of the day, it matters where the, where the quarterback really expects you to be. So whatever they say goes. So um, wherever they want you, you got to find a way to get there and get open. So that's, that's the bottom line. How, what's it been like with having T.C. McCartney in your room now? His first year as a tight coach, but college quarterback and a guy that I would imagine can maybe kind of help that process of how you guys would see things the way a quarterback would. Yeah, it's been great so far. It's um, kind of similar with uh, Drew yeah. because he was a receiver coach. He, he had been in a room like that, and, and obviously T.C., he was with the quarterbacks the last two years, so it's good to you know hear different perspectives and, and him be able to tell us what the quarterback's thinking and where we need to be and also, I mean, with the run block, and he's been in rooms with O-lines and stuff, so it's been great so far, and we look to continue that uh, that growth there. What do you think this offense can be? And I realize that that's a loaded question. Take things that we can't control out of it, but just in terms of the evolution now in year three, and obviously there's different skill sets with Deshaun and Jacoby, but what can this offense be in your mind, given that you got the great ground game, you've got the great O-line, I think our tight end room, especially with the one-two with you and Chief, excellent. you got Amari's in here now in the receiver room. It feels like this offense could be pretty explosive yeah um you know like we say every year um every, every team's really good everybody's got good pieces and the bottom line it really comes down to just coming out and working and building that continuity and then taking it week by week and, and just doing what you got to do so i mean uh like you said our pieces are there but we got to still work and, and get it going what would be the thing that would surprise harrison bryant the rookie who would be standing here two years ago today knowing what you know about the game or how you're performing, what would be the biggest, what do you think has been the biggest change or the biggest, maybe not surprise, but perhaps the biggest change in two years? Um, like, like you said, I don't, I, there's really no surprise because I've always, you know, been working for this and, and this opportunity. But uh, I think the biggest thing for me right now is how well I know the playbook, um, not only at tight end, but all the positions we'll be playing. And that's really helped me just be able to focus more on the details of my game uh, instead of, like my rookie year, I was breaking the huddle like, oh, I got to run a basic here. But now it's more, okay, what's the defense? How am I running the basic? And you know, I think that's really going to help this year. Are you enjoying being, and, and, is, and maybe I'm not right, but it feels like you're in the slot a little bit more. Are you enjoying that? I mean, that's kind of a lot of what you did in, in college. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely have been out there a little bit this year so far. Um, and I do feel comfortable there. Um, it's been it's been two years since I was there a lot, so it's, it's getting used to it again. But I'm definitely comfortable there and, and wherever I need to be, need to play. So, what is the thing that you wish you could have told yourself two years ago that you know now? And obviously, you know you know the playbook better. But is there something about like nutrition that you've learned, how to take care of your body that you've learned that's different at this level? Um, 
I, I would definitely say just the consistency of your routine because rookie year, um, I was definitely doing a lot of things right, but it wasn't fully consistent yet. But not now every day it's the same thing, which has is, is made a big difference so far. Finally get to play somebody else. We don't know if we'll see you or not, and we'll find that out as the week goes on. But how excited are you to get actually into some game action again against somebody that is not a Cleveland Brown? Yeah, it, it obviously gets repetitive during training camp, hitting your own guys and spending a lot of time with them. But uh, we're obviously out here making each other better. So it's a great feeling to go out and be able to compete against a different team and you know, finally have us all on the same team like competing against them. So it'll be fun. And I'd imagine the work you're getting, especially when you think about our linebackers and our safeties, who you know you'd match up with the most, they're really good, and they can run, they can all cover. That's probably been good preparation for. Maybe it'll be easier. Hopefully, that's the idea, right? When you're not going against our guys. Yeah, obviously our defense is extremely talented. Uh, every day we're matched up against our linebackers, then our safeties. We got a great safety room as well, and also we're having the block Miles and Clowney. Miles and Clowney, which two of the best. So they they prepare you for anything. When you think about, you know, getting into game action again, taking the Guardian cap off, has that have you even noticed it or do you not even notice it anymore? Um, the first day, I, I like to think I kind of noticed it, but now I, it's no big deal. So you don't mind it at all? Uh, I mean, if it, if it helps, then I'm all for it. So. For sure. Yeah. All right, what's one thing, and we'll leave it on this, what's one thing that you'd want Browns fans to know about? Year three, Harrison Bryant, ready to make a major impact for this team. Yeah, um, obviously year three. Uh, hopefully I'll have a lot more opportunities, but the biggest thing for me is just whatever I'm asked to do, whether that's special teams, offense, sitting on the sideline, whatever it is, I'm here to help the team win, and, and that's the bottom line is win, so that's all, what I'm here for. Speaking of wins, Chief got rewarded handsomely. Has he taken, taken you guys out? Did he, did he spoil you guys at all? Um, not yet, but we're, we, got a, we got a dinner in the works, so it's, it's coming soon, so going to order a nice steak. <laughs> Absolutely. You deserve it, Harrison. Thanks so much for the time and best of luck. Yeah, thank you. Coming up next, we'll tell you players we are excited to see on the field this Friday night. It's the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. For me, I'm just trying to make the right decision for each of our players. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Welcome back to the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. For NFL GM signing players, the salary cap keeps things from getting out of hand. Spending limits can also help you when you're gambling. So set a limit before you gamble and then stick to it. Get more tips like this at KeepItFunOhio.com. Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry getting ready for the Browns and the Jags, the preseason opener this Friday night down in Jacksonville. And Gerard, let's start on the offensive side of the football, and let's kind of go room by room here. Tell me something or something something you want to see or somebody you're excited about watching and what you hope to see and we'll start with the quarterback room right now we've talked about Deshaun earlier so maybe it's Dobbs or Rosen uh, certainly we... can you guys show that you're competent with the offense first and foremost please 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 for your own sake and for our sense of well-being don't make us too nervous with INTs poor decisions being made because then what's going to lead to that's going to lead to them bringing someone else into camp to compete for that third quarterback spot or even second quarterback spot not knowing what's going to take place with Deshaun Watson. So obviously I'm watching these guys to see their command of the offense and what they're doing far as moving up and down the football field and moving the chains and just their overall presence in the huddle. Because if you get quality from these guys, then that alleviates some fears as well. But if you don't play well, and granted it's the first preseason game, but they're watching. It matters. And you don't want to give 
them a reason. And when I say them a reason, I'm talking about the coaches and the front office to bring someone else in here to compete for the job. No, you're right. And, look, Josh Dobbs, obviously an incredibly intelligent guy. We're talking literally. He is a rocket scientist, mm-hmm. majored in aerospace engineering. He's worked at NASA's Kennedy Space Center that is as part of the externship program. <laughs> I mean, Jacoby Brissett jokes with him in meetings when he gets things right. He says, of course you did. You're an astronaut, which is, I think, funny in and right. of itself. And that's what they like about him. He's very intelligent, very athletic. And Kevin Stefanski says, you know, when you know those core traits and characteristics of somebody, you can help craft a game plan for them. Right. And so the question is, can he execute? You may be able to, that's the thing. Sometimes there are guys in the NFL that are great at understanding what they're supposed to do, but the question is, can they do it? They right. may know mentally what they're supposed to do, but can they execute it physically? And I think that's the question with Dobbs right now, because he really hasn't done much in the league. I mean, he's thrown 17 passes right. in his career, despite being in the league since 2017. And then there's Rosen, who's played a lot, but... It has not been good. Right. And so can he resurrect his career? Guy who was formerly the 10th overall pick. So I'll be watching that running back room for me. I can't wait to see Jerome Ford. I've loved what I've seen in Berea. I can't wait to see it in the game. And I'll give credit to Mobley, too, because he's come in during the course of some seasons for us and have done something. So he's a quality back as well. But, yeah, I am certainly looking at Ford because what I've seen just on air, and when I say on air with no pads on and his ability to catch out of backfield, it looks so fluid and so natural to him. And I love the story that you tell, and I'll give you the floor to do it, on how he developed these skills. Yeah, when he was a senior in high school, his high school team was so loaded. Don't forget, this guy was recruited by Nick Saban to go to Alabama as a running back. He actually played slot receiver. They had two other guys that went D1 at running back. He had 42 catches, 827 yards. That's almost 20 catches and eight touchdowns as a slot receiver in high school. So he has those natural Mm -hmm. pass-catching abilities, and I think, yeah, that will be something very, very fun to watch. As we move now to the wide receiver room, Gerard, we talked about it earlier in the program, these young guys, whether it's Schwartz and Bell, Demetric Felton stepping up, but are there any of the other guys that maybe have caught your eye a little bit? I think Schwartz is so important. I think he is an absolute key, and I would love to get signs that, yes, it is going to click in year two. Right, and before I go further, I don't know why I call John Mobley John Kelly, John That's Kelly, a, John Mobley. Listen, but you know who I'm talking Mobley, about. Similar, <laughs> got a little bit of sweet game to him. I like it. But back to the receivers, yes, I have to see what Schwartz is doing because I'm banking on him to be our what stretch the field guy. Yep. And if you can do that, and if you can put the fear of God in defensive coordinators, and more importantly, the defensive backs on the football field, that is going to help our cause tremendously. Because the worst thing you can have happen is if me as a DB, I don't fear you. If I don't have the fear that you're going to run by me, I'm going to cheat on things, I'm going to gamble on things, and my confidence level is going to be at an all-time high. It's going to be even harder for you to complete a pass on me. So we need that element to the offense just to keep guys honest. And not only that, with kind of the evolution of the NFL, where a lot of teams are playing more shell defense on the back end, you need someone to at least move that shell back and create space. And that only happens when you have somebody that they fear and respect Mm -hmm. running vertically. I'm excited to see Mike Harley Jr. I don't think we're going to see Mike Woods. He was kind of the early star uh-huh. training camp. But Mike Harley Jr. is an interesting the guy. You. There's really nothing. You look at him, not that big, uh-huh. not that fast. But he just keeps making plays. And, and by my calculations, he's caught a touchdown from Watson, mm-hmm. Brissett, Rosen, and Dobbs. Caught touchdowns from all of them in training camp. He just makes plays. I don't know. And I'm excited to see if that translates. Well, and the cool thing about it is for his sake that – Hey, you were a star in Miami from a production standpoint. Yeah. Bring that here. You have ample opportunity to show what you can do in this office because we're looking for guys that can catch the ball and make plays. So I'm excited to see him as well. And you're right, Nathan. He has been the guy that's flashed of late. 
All right, we'll go into that tight end room really quickly, and I think that we know who our top two are. We're going to hear from Harrison Bryant, or we heard from Harrison Bryant earlier on the Bryant earlier on the show, Gerard. But behind that, I think it's kind of wide open, and this is an offense that if you can get a role as the third tight end, you have a chance to actually play and make plays, especially I think when Brissett is under center. I've seen each guy that we're working with for the third tight end spot make a play here and there. The one guy has really, in my mind, solidified himself as a guy. You might say what Forrestall might be the one to, to make that declaration for, but I can really say I can't call one guy, but tonight is the night where they can't be that guy. Yeah, they got to separate. And Johnny Stanton, I think, guy, always to keep your eye on that See, versatility. See, fullback going to just be here anyway because of that. We'll see. He's really... His versatility allows him to do that, and yeah. I think you're right about it. But we'll see what he can do as a tight end. It's a good chance for him to showcase, hey, I can actually go out there and catch the football for you as well. We're coming up with our final thoughts here as we wrap it up on the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. I feel like I have people in the building that can tell me the truth. And I think that's really important because I don't want this to be a place where I don't get the truth from our guys. This is the Coach Kevin Stefanski Show. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry. Welcome back into the Kevin Stefanski Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Nathan Zagura, Gerard Cherry, wrapping things up here, getting ready for the Browns preseason opener against the Jags. All right, Gerard, stock up right now. Who are a guy or a couple of guys that you think have kind of elevated their performance in Berea, Uh but now you want to see them take that onto the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, This is such a layup answer for me. Martin Emerson Jr. Oh, baby. MJ. The stock is... As a matter of fact, it's like Amazon in Tesla right now for me. This dude is through the roof. And the reason why I say that is you come in, you're making plays, you have something that's impossible to teach because you can't size, and you're showing great ability to play the pass, and you're also showing a physical presence when you're getting blocked or playing against the run. That's the type of stuff you look for, and you found yourself already in a very crowded and talented defensive back room being the fourth corner, if you will. And there's more opportunity that comes along with that because they're going to play a lot of nickel and dime packages. So for me, his stock is through the roof. Yeah, he's got a great ability to kind of stay on that inside hip of the receiver, mirror and be physical, get PBUs, something he did very well at Mississippi State. And I can tell you that the coaches love him. They are very excited about his desire to compete, his physicality. Real quick for me, Jacob Phillips. He's looked great out there. Uh-huh. He looks great every time he plays. I mean, you go back last year, he only played 123 snaps, 17 tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, three passes defensed. He makes plays, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Right? Can he stay healthy, take that out of the field in Jacksonville and start to build maybe into a full season? Because I think he's going to be a starter and a player of great consequence for the Browns on this defense. And so the stage is set. The Browns kicking off the 2022 preseason, finally. It has felt like a very, very long offseason, and it feels like there's still some more length to go in it, obviously, but it will be the Browns and the Jags. Real quick drive, just 10 seconds here. What's one thing you hope to see in this game on Friday? Physical play and guys not resting on their laurels because they're playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a preseason game. Go out there and make it happen. Yeah, there's some talented guys out there. I'm excited just to see the work and to see some of the guys that we've already highlighted and talked about who have sh- uh, who have really kind of stood out in Berea. Can they continue that 
in a game when it matters against competition that they do not know. want to thank all of you for being with us here tonight. Thank you to the great Jason Gibbs for Gerard Cherry. I'm Nathan Zagura saying thank you for listening to the Kevin Stefanski Show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. listening to the coach kevin stefanski show join us next week at this time for more from the head coach of the cleveland browns this broadcast is the copyright of the cleveland browns and the national football league any other use of this broadcast description or account without the prior consent of the nfl is strictly prohibited this is the university hospital cleveland browns radio network Sports Radio 92.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app.